Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. We are done with the teens. The number 12 player of the 50 most relevant New North Melbourne recruit, former first-round pick for the GWS Giants, Aiden Bonner. There are a lot of question marks about and around him, but if they all get ticked, then it is a positive sign for fantasy coaches. Helping me talk about this new kangaroo, I've got Tim back. Hello, buddy. How's it going? It's, it's good, man. Look, he's a real fascinating player, and North Melbourne are a fascinating club. But as we said right at the top, if everything goes right, and that's a big if, then he's a serious candidate in our sides. Let's look through some of his 2019. Uh, not a whole heap to talk about from a fantasy footy perspective. He just managed the two games last year for the Kang, uh, for the Giants, now the Kangaroos, uh, and only the four the season prior last year. Uh, with that, meant some pretty low averages too. Uh, an average of 42 in AFL Fantasy and an average of 41.5 in Supercoach. And because it's only two games, not a lot of top scores, but at best was against the Swans. And it was a 49 in AFL Fantasy and a 50 in Supercoach. With those low scores, some injuries, and just not a lot of opportunities, he is priced nicely for us. Uh, just over 200000 in Supercoach, just over 330000 in AFL Fantasy, and just under 275000 in Dream Team. It, it's fascinating, Tim, when you look at what's happened with North Melbourne. Just a few years ago, they were competing for premierships, multiple preliminary finals, and just couldn't quite get there. And over the past kind of 18 months to two years, They've tried to turn the list build over and, and to give these kids new opportunities. And I suppose that's why Aiden Bonner's gone from GWS into North Melbourne. Is he believes in the club, you could say, believe he's going to play a key role for the side moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure when he left, he said that he, he basically wanted to come home to Melbourne, but also wanted more opportunity. And uh, like you said, in the last year in the NEFL, he was jumping around positions. Played midfield, played forward, played pressure forward, was looking at defence, just all over the place just to try and get in the seniors. But um, with the team going as well as they did, it's obviously pretty hard for him. So more opportunities, definitely something he'd be hoping for at the Kangas. Yeah, and, and he should get it as well. Now, there's a big caveat around the should because 12 months ago, we were saying very similar things about guys like Dom Tyson and also Aaron Hall. Yes, now injuries impacted both of them to some degree. Uh, but he should be given opportunities. He, he's a really incredible talent. Um, does have this great bit of X factor about him. Shows some dash. Has has a vertical leap. And, and the aerial ability be a real dangerous option. Um, and he's just looks like an untapped talent. Um, has had multiple knee reconstructions throughout his junior career. And his versatility has probably been the thing that's hurt him the most at GWS as he's only really been able to force himself in through various parts and parcels. But he's gone from being a, you know, what could be a pretty powerful forward option, and he is that, to really where he wants to be in the club, I think would need him long-term to be, is a genuine inside ball. We look at that North Melbourne midfield. It's built predominantly around three players. Sean Higgins, who's 31. Ben Cunnington's 28. And Jack Zeebel's 28. 
you could build a case that there we've started to see Zeebel spend a little bit more time forward over the past couple of years. I think um, Reece Shaw got the balance right between mid-forward. We probably do need to see them start to use Sean Higgins but a little bit more off the half-forward flank while still through the mids. So so there is a room for Bonner and this new group of, GW, of North Melbourne midfielders, and he's come from GWS. There is a need and a room for him if they want to give it. Definitely, definitely. And that's sort of really the main question mark on him is like, is he definitely going to be one of those guys who takes one of those spots? Because as you said, their midfield is going to need to be rebuilt in the next couple of years. And they've got a lot of kids in. So they've got Davey Juniak from a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, these are not all exactly the same sort of player, but I think Jed Anderson's in. Yeah, um, Dry Simpkin, Taron Thomas. Like all these guys, with with the exception of Anderson, yeah, yeah, they're, they're 20, 21, 22. Um, it is now is their opportunity for them to be the crucial um, centerpieces of that midfield long term. And I do see this year being the year they need to start making that change. While they've still got Higgins, while they've still got Cunnington, while they've still got Zebel, somewhere near the peak of their powers, they're not competing for premierships right now. Yes, you know, they're, they're one of those teams that might squeeze their way into the eight if everything goes right. Might. Um, but they feel like that sort of team that's going to sit around that 10th part of the ladder where they're, they're good enough to challenge good teams, but they're also not quite good enough to take on the elite teams. And so why not give your Thomas at, um, you know, Taron Thomas at 19, your Drysink at 21, your Bonner at 20, your Davies Uniac at 20. Let's give them the opportunity. And if they give them the opportunity, then we'll see them thrive. Because you're right, we talk about Bonner, even at GWS, even in the Neefal, he wasn't allowed to thrive through the midfield. Played a lot of forward through that. Last year in the Neefal, he averaged 18 disposals, six tackles, three marks, the four inside 50s. So they're not massive numbers. And it's because, again, they needed him to play forward. If he gets the role, and that's the big caveat here about why he's so high, you could put him down low, but I'm pretty confident they must and they do give him that midfield opportunity. Yeah, and the, um, the little we've heard about him in the preseason sounds like he's had that, at least in uh, a couple of preseason games they've had. Like uh, I know he was mentioned on the North website as getting a lot of the ball mm. a couple of weeks ago in January. Zebel talked him up as looking good. Um, I know... On the flip side to that, every time you sort of mentioned by the coach or the players, he, they also say, look, he looks really good as a big inside player, but um, he's also good up forward. So I imagine with those guys, if he does play, he would spend a bit of time up forward, just partly due to his Size. age and endurance levels, yeah. I guess. But certainly sounds like they want to play him in the midfield the way that the preseason's been going for him. Yeah, and, and again, remembering what we're paying for him. Yes, he's a little bit more pricey than where we'd love him to be. We want everyone at basement price, don't we? But at just over 200k in Supercoach and around about the 330 marker in Fantasy, 275 in Dream Team, there and thereabouts. He, he's, you know, quite nicely priced for us that around that 30s to 40s marker is where we're getting for him, depending on the format. He's more than capable of, we haven't seen it at AFL level, but given the midfield role, he's more than capable of giving us a 70. And that mid-forward DPP is quite handy for us. And again, I think there's probably two questions we've got to answer when it comes to Aiden Bonner. One, to pay for him at that inflated price, he's got to deliver more than what our basement cash cows are going to give. And then the second question is, can he force himself into that midfield role? 
That's right. And uh, so I guess part of that is you'd be weighing him up against the other common forward rookies, and there are a few popular ones. Yep. But um, as with all rookies, it depends who is picked round one and who's fit and how they look in the preseason uh, games. So I guess in terms of that, we won't know exactly until it gets closer. He might well be the best one looking at at that time. Yeah, and, and one of the things that he has going for him that some of our other forward cash cows don't is he does have that dual position flexibility for us there, which is hugely beneficial. No matter the format you play, you could choose to stash him in your forward line or your midfields, and he just adds that versatility to your team. It's a really important part of the game. You don't just want to get stuck with options. So for me, I'm pretty confident he's going to get that midfield time. To give me the full confidence that I'm going to start him in any form of the game, I need to see him playing a predominant midfield role through the Marsh preseason games. And that's what we're doing with him, isn't it? Is It's about watching the role, watching the midfield minutes, and then who is or isn't in the side. Because if he's playing through the midfield as a forward rookie, or you know, or very low-end stepping stone, he genuinely needs to be considered for us if he gets it. Absolutely, and uh, particularly because I think North don't really have any injuries at the moment, do they? No. I think maybe Ben Jacobs is probably the ongoing one. Yeah, and he looks Other like he's that, coming back at the moment too, yeah. Well, that's good, yeah. So, look, given that they've got a largely full list, if he does play midfield in the preseason, as you said, watch the role, then um, it bodes really quite well for him getting that in the real season. Yeah, for he, sure. absolutely. For me, massive Marsh season, um, preseason watch list. If he gets the mid-time and he's there predominantly, he needs to be factored in. If he's not, walk away. Totally fine with that. The reason he's so high in the 50 most relevant for me is is I'm quite confident he's playing through the midfield. I'm quite confident of what I've seen of him as a junior in the small opportunities he's been given through the midfield and knowing the way North Melbourne love to play the game. He's a perfect candidate for them and will do a phenomenal job and be a decent scoring option for us this year. So if he gets it, he's in. If he doesn't, walk away. Totally fine. Yeah, Look, and there's there's nothing to say you have to have him in your yeah. round one team. If, if North don't have him at round one, well, then you, you get the same argument. You just get two free games to look at him whenever he does debut. For yeah, no, exactly right. I really like him as a candidate for us, and he definitely needs to be in your watch list, if nothing else, this preseason. In a draft, though, Tim, it's a pretty interesting one, too. He, he's probably like a, a number of these other cash cows that we've talked about throughout the 50 most relevant, where he's, he's probably worth a, a, a late-round selection, you know, stash him on your bench, because there is great upside about him as a forward-eligible option. He could be actually quite a nice little handy pickup late in a draft. He could be, and it'd be different again in keeper league as well, mm. where you'd get uh, certain people who'd really think, right, this guy's going to be really good, and other people who think, no, no, he's just another another cheap rookie who won't quite get there with the numbers. So, look, in a single season draft, it'd probably want to be a deeper league. Yeah. Some that, you know, like with the uh, traditional 18 on field for ultimate footy, um, maybe 10, 12, 14 teams sort of thing before you'd go looking at him. If you've got less than that on field or less teams, he might not make it, but again, as you say, it depends where he where he plays. If he plays midfield for North, and he's listed as a forward, I mean, he'd have to average at least in the seventies, and then you'd, he'd be owned in every draft league for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, he he's a a, a dynamic X factor type player, 
and and his ability to be such a powerful person inside the contest, accelerate away from it, and then use some pretty precision kicking. Uh, I think he's a fantastic acquisition for North Melbourne, and hopefully for us as fantasy coaches, everything goes the way we need so we can jump on him in 2020. So one last little quick one for keeper leagues. Would you see him as someone who's likely to keep the mid-forward status for the long term? Well, I, I think so he could be. They seem yeah. to talk him up a bit. Yeah, they do. I, I think he genuinely could. I can't see them releasing him as a full-time midfielder, in part given the the strong older guys they still have, but also he, he will add him as a marking target, and that X-factor he would bring would be quite um, mouth-watering for them. So, yeah, I do think long-term he is, is the kind of your standard mid-forward type guy that'll have a 60-40 split, but Gosh, if we can get 20 touches and a goal out of him a game. Now, I know that's asking a lot, um, but that's a huge raging success for North Melbourne and for fantasy coaches. For sure. All right, man. Appreciate your thoughts on Aiden Bonner. No worries. If you want to go and check out the article on him or any of the other players revealed so far in the 50 Most Relevant, it is online now for you, coachespanel.tv. We're getting real close to the top of the 50 Most Relevant. The top 10, not far away. Tomorrow, the number 11, and I guarantee you this, it's a player you swore would be the top 10, but I just couldn't fit him in there.